de, de, de Colores Radio. De, de, de Colores Radio. Hi, hello, bienvenidos. Welcome to De Colores Radio. This is episode 51. It's officially March, which means it's Pisces season. Yay! And you're so thrilled about that. So thrilled. I know you're really big on horoscopes, and you I don't am. make fun of me ever. Okay, Horrible thanks. Horoscopes. Really? Um, anyways, how are we doing? <clears throat> Chilling. It's good. As always, I'm great. We're going to... Um, Wasawiri. Jesus Christ. As always, <laughs> thank you so much for listening. I'm your host, Eva Arreguin, and with me is my favorite co-host, sometimes. Dang. Rafael Tamayo. Okay. <laughs> You're my only co-host. I have fallen out of the... What? You are my only co-host. Okay. Do I so, have another co-host? Well, no. It's. I mean, that narrows it down, so when you say sometimes... I know, I know. You're my favorite co-host. I, I'll hold nah, the statement. No, no, don't back Anyways, down. how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I am congested and gross, but really? I'm good. I couldn't... I, oh, okay, you can't you hear sound it. Fine. I'm like <laughs> dripping mocos onto the microphone right now. Um, This year has been going by so damn fast, I feel like I've barely been able to catch a breath, and it's already March. Pisces season. Don't forget it. Uh, Thus, I was wondering how you're feeling. I've only asked you three times. I'm lit. That's what you really want me to say. I am lit. Already. Three hours of sleep. This red wine blend got me feeling good. Now you're telling me too much. Um, I want to understand what you're going through. What's the hot gossip? Mm. I want to give our listeners an insight into our personal energy. Into how we are feeling right now. <laughs> Why do you look constipated? Into the reality of our existence. That's right. We're translating our feelings in the best way we know how. Memes. It's time for me mood. Yippee. Yay. And we actually have some guests with us. The guests for this episode. Uh-oh. So, Rafa, do you want to kick off with your meme? And then Drum we can roll. we can uh, show you all our lovely guests. Yes. So... Only because I, I connect. They didn't have my flavor listed on this meme. But oh God, what the hell is I, I remember this being the hood's first sports drink. Oh and God. it was our go to. But it was a little carton jungle juice. of jungle juice. It was like 15 cents for I one of those big this. ones. Yeah, it's a big deal. Was this We'd, before my time? It was before your time. I And specifically the memory of us walking to church every Sunday walking back home and stopping by that 7-Eleven to get some nachos and a hot dog. But the jungle juice. The jungle. Jungle use? Jungle use. Jungle <laughs> use. Jungle use. So that, and that, you know, it brings so back So you some feel memories. like a juice box or you just love the nostalgia of it? The nostalgia. Okay. Deep, deep. I'm feeling it. Juice um, box. Now I'm going to introduce our two guests, which I will tell you all about later. And they're going to join us for... <laughs> The juice, the jungle juice as well, um, because they're that great and I've wanted to have them on for a long time. So welcome Amber Sims and Jerry Hawkins. Look at this. Look at this live audience clapping. We high tech over here. (laughs) High tech. So Amber, do you want to go first? Do you have a me mood? Yes. 
So I didn't watch the Oscars, but I caught some of the commentary after. And so my mean mood is Spike Lee Aww. jumping into Samuel L. Jackson's arms so in his like purple suit. It was just really dope. Brotherhood and also like beautiful. Catch me, bro. Catch Aww, me. I love it. Good one. Good, yeah, one. good one. Jerry. Yeah, you know, <laughs> when I saw Chadwick look back, uh-huh. <laughs> when Green Book won that Oscar, Woo-wee. and he was like, look, I told you so. <laughs> you know what I mean? You that's, knew he was going to pull this. That's everything. Sounds about white. Ooh. You know what I mean? <laughs> We're going to get into that more later in the juice, but that is a perfect me mood. Um, I don't know why I love this video so much. I'm very fond of dog videos. I feel like I've sent Amber probably several. Um, but it's this dog dancing to Rihanna's umbrella. And I don't know why. It was so funny to me. <laughs> but she's skipping. I can't see. There's like a screen. Uh-uh, Is don't your... do that. I'm not rich enough to not have a cracked screen. Sir. What are you talking? No, I just... I didn't play the song that long because Rihanna might sue me. But I love this dog. It has all the energy. It's giving us pose. It's giving us life. You have to send me that video because I didn't get to see it. Okay. Watch Jesus. out for coyotes, puppies. Get your jacket. What's yeah. it called? The coyote vest. <laughs> Look those up. They're weird, but cute. All right. So those are our meme moods for today. Last episode, we recapped a lot of the crazy news cycle. Unfortunately, there still has been no chill. But we have these awesome guests with us that are a few dear friends of mine that I'm very excited to finally bring to the show. They're local community leaders and wonderful human beings. You'll learn more about as we go. So we have a lot to cover and we should jump into it. Are y'all ready? Yes. <laughs> Nobody says anything. Okay, ready. bye. You feel me? Okay, this is The Juice, where we cover the latest gossip on pop culture, politics, news, and more. So as we get started, our oh, first man. topic is the Dallas City Council. There's a lot a lot of different directions to go with this. My personal current favorite <clears throat> is a city councilman that ran he didn't run someone over, but he hit allegedly. someone allegedly. Allegedly. Yep. That that word, that you good old me. news word. Yeah. Um <clears throat> hit somebody with a, with his car that mm-hmm. was on a scooter. Allegedly. Allegedly. Two fingers <laughs> up. And so know? sorry, sorry, quotation marks. And then he was like his lawyer was saying one thing and then all the witnesses were saying another thing. And then they were like, nah, this guy was actually injured. But apparently they were just like going at it and he was just in his hood cruising after a meeting or something. I don't know. So then they were they put out a warrant for his arrest because of this. And then the cameramen were recording him and it got all dramatic. And while he was like leaving the parking garage, one of the cameramen fell as he was walking towards him. So now that cameraman is pressing charges. He said he won't. I, we'll see what happens. This is still <laughs> developing. Mm. Breaking news. And he surrendered today. Oh, yeah, Felder he did. did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The cameraman still took that NBA flop, though. You know? <laughs> so sad. There's a, well, there's a lot more. That's just my personal favorite because mm-hmm. the scooters and the Lime bikes and the Lime wires and the right. Soldier Boy mixtapes and all the things are, are fascinating to me. But um, what were, y- what were y'all's feelings on all this city council news? There's a lot more. Nine people running for mayor. That's right. It's a lot happening. It it's is a lot, lot. happening. Uh, and the battle, 
We're what we'll call it the Battle of the White Women yeah. for uh, the North Dallas seat with Jennifer Stalbach Gates and the Margarita Lady. The Margarita Lady. No, no, I won't let that live down. Former Mayor Laura Miller. Yes. Uh, we got some old folks back. Tiffany Young back in the race. We got uh, Eric Wilson back in the race. You know, Laura Miller back in the race is going to be interesting. I'll never get over Laura Miller and the Dallas Cowboys. I know. I just will not. Never, ever. What happened for our listeners? (laughs) The history. Just briefly, the Dallas Cowboys are in Arlington because of Laura Miller. They don't have a presence in Dallas because of Laura Miller. Well, I didn't know that. Good to know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, great. She's not a fan favorite. Who are we fans of, though, for voting? The only one I'm still confident in is Giovanni for District 1, which is my district. So I guess that's all that matters for me. That's all that matters. Um, Dallas politics is a whole mm-hmm. journey. Oh, and school board is coming up. Three of the oh, nine yes. seats are up. So it's going to be a busy May. Ooh. Make sure y'all vote, people. Oh, God. And our turnout's terrible in Dallas. Anyway, terrible. The worst. The, okay, sorry. The worst. Yes. Thank you for clarifying. The actual yeah. worst. Yeah. Jesus, so embarrassing. Well, does anybody have any more to say on that? While y'all all sipping your wines and your drinks. This is tea. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. Nobody has anything else. Uh, it's just important to understand that it ain't just about voting. It's about. Texas not wanting you to vote. Texas is the right. hardest the system state that, to vote that, in the country. Yeah. In court for voter suppression. Which Ooh. one of our guests, Maria Garcia, is involved with yeah. that case because mm-hmm. they, they had her in that. In court for voter ID laws that yes. have already been proven racist. I'm like, bro, come on. They they did they shot a whole ass documentary about Maria going to the to the mm-hmm. poll. Uh-huh. And they so did. you're we're gonna uh no, you're not allowed to vote. You were you know, improperly registered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In court work. for voter intimidation. Yeah. Mm-mm. We had federal monitors at our last presidential <sighs> election. Jesus. In court for gerrymandering. <laughs> I mean, I can keep going. You. This is why we love you, Jerry. You got. You got all the facts, all the information. And just tried to take a bunch of Black and Latinx folks off of the voter rolls that were already registered. Yeah. Right, illegally, thousands mm-hmm. of them, mm-hmm. and then uh, I, was it the, the state attorney mm-hmm. just apologized? Say, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. Yes, really. you did. Yeah, he was like, my bad. Those aren't the real, real apologies. Those are the I have to do it because I got caught. Um, so as we move on to more systems we trust in government, uh, Venezuela, <laughs> um. <laughs> Which I really, I'm very ignorant on this. I know there's been a lot happening. I know they've been going through an economic crisis for a while now. But the headline we were going to discuss was Jorge Ramos being held, Mm -hmm. um, which you sent that link while you were performing in a show. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. He's paying attention. I was was focused. You were so focused in the middle of a show (laughs) sending me screenshots. Um, so basically what happened there is that he, I guess, was interviewing Maduro and then he showed him a video, which I don't know if you saw the video. The video of the men like eating from the gar from the trash man. Oh, yeah. From yeah, the yeah, garbage, yeah. Basically. Right. Um, and so <clears throat> the president, Nicolas Maduro, was very upset when well, he called him out. He was like, are you are you a dictator? Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like straight up told him, and Jorge Ramos ain't gonna play. Like he's gonna let you know. Yeah, and right. he he said the the question is my weapon. And so and that's the other thing. Nicolas Maduro is 
his presidency is actually being like argued over mm-hmm. because there's a lot of countries that don't acknowledge him as a president because the, this last election where he won was apparently a sham. So people are backing out. People are supporting. He tried to pull out like billions in gold or something and it was blocked. And there's he blocked um, like aid to some part of the country. So there's a lot of back and forth. But one for Jorge, Jorge Ramos to go down there and, and really like question him. And, and on the journalist and really try to get some information from him is brave. But at the same time, it goes to show you like, well, yeah, we we're going to make sure that the propaganda coming out of here is, is, you know, manufactured the way we want it. Right. And if you don't know by now or haven't figured it out, Jorge Ramos is like the godfather of Latinx like news reporting. Um, I mean, he's Mexican, right? So I feel like he covers that a lot more and like but he's American, too. Yes, okay, that Dad, thank you. No, like, he became an American citizen. I know, I just, so, you know, my <clears throat> brain is just functioning no, I'm, in that way. But I think it, that means a, it's a big deal, too. Right. Like, to, to, not to say that it's a cool, like, you know, thing to bring up in conversation, but it's important because it really goes to, you know, to speak on the strengths of Jorge Ramos and for him to understand, like, how he has to navigate the waters of right. our our planet, really. And and the the Which political isn't powers the, that he mean? was kicked out before with at yeah. Trump's thing I think last year, mm-hmm. and so and then they held him for two hours and kept all his shit basically is what yeah. I understood from I this. I got a point of clarification because I remember working in Bachman Lake with um, mostly immigrant moms from mm-hmm. Central America and Mexican Mexico America, and they said uh, we are all American. Um, you know, South yeah. America is America, yeah. Central America is America. That's true, yes. And so they definitely checked me on that. So yeah. I want to say that's true. America is not one country. That's yeah, right. no, you're right. Yeah, you're no, right. I agree with all that. I meant it in the sense that, like, a lot of Univision and all that for a long time was mostly Mexican mm-hmm. perspective. And it, it, it finally, I think, has started to expand more to include Central American voices mm-hmm. and stuff like that, which, like, we all need to do, especially here in Texas. We mm-hmm. talk about it all the time. It's like little Mexico here, and we mostly get the Mexican mm-hmm. perspective. And so I say that in that reference that we just need to expand beyond. I think we also got to talk about the United States, though, too, like the intervention of United States and Central America. <laughs> in everywhere, yeah, all over the world. I think everybody needs to Google the Monroe Doctrine, mm-hmm. um, which says that, you know, America is going to uh, exert its interest in Central America and right. South America. And so... Um, it's a lot, a lot of, a lot going on right now. Yes, indeed. So, um, I, it's so, I feel like every single week when I'm on this show, I'm like, okay, uh, fuck the system. Let's keep fighting. Cause that's really like, what else can you say in all these stories, all these headlines across the world? Um, and even in this next story, which has kind of been all over the place and I really don't even know what way to to tackle it because it's been everywhere. Um, so I guess I should just say it, Jesse Smollett, um, that entire situation. Uh, I know you and I spoke about it briefly, Amber, and I don't even know where it's at right now because everything is going against each other. Um, but I do know that it's really, it's been really fascinating to see how we as a society listen and don't listen to black queer voices and then how quick we are to drop them um and so just seeing how we are as a society in um i guess in taking information has been really fascinating to see but 
I'm opening the floor on that one because there's a lot to say. And I know Mr. Chicago here probably has lots of feelings. Yeah, I was at dinner last night and <coughs> folks at the table behind me were talking about it. And I'm super nosy. So I like turned around <laughs> and I was like, you know, and uh-huh. so they like invited me to their conversation and, you know, this one guy was like, man, F Jesse. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I feel you because if he's lying, that's terrible. Right. right. And also, right. Not but. And also mm-hmm. the Chicago police ain't. Work Either. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, why is it that we're so quick to trust these systems, mm-hmm. even systems that we know are broken? Right. right? Like we we've heard about the Chicago. And there's police, cases like, going on right, right? now. Like we that- know their failings. And yet people are willing to take the word of them and their black police chief who is. Oh, man, I have no words. I'll let Jerry touch on that. <laughs> um, but it's it's just fascinating how as individuals, like we're so quick to not trust people. Right. And listen to systems who have failed us and continue to fail us. And that's just, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about the NFL too, but you know, with the Colin Kaepernick stuff, like how much people are, you know, just willing to trust the NFL and be like, you know, let that go and not willing to trust individual people. And it's, I mean, it's terrible actually, I think. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting that way uh, because the dust hasn't settled. Mm-hmm. And I think when you see the reactions that are so hard pressed for something, when the dust has not settled, tells mm-hmm. you more about someone when it comes to these tribes of people that will kind of favor something that really doesn't make sense. Yes, and, and you know, if he lied, he lied, and, and, and there's things that need to be done about that. But um, I really got to thinking about it. I saw, and you know, anytime Lauren Woods speaks or says something, I'm like listening. Oops. But she had pointed something out. <laughs> Sorry, I'm no. thinking of at city council yeah, that day. Time. And she, w- <laughs> but she posted something and said, um, "Y'all are getting something about people like acting crazy and and reacting to Jesse." But it's like I'm gonna sit here and wait until Carolyn Bryan is in jail for admitting mm-hmm. that the whole Emmett Till thing didn't mm-hmm. go down the way it did. And it's like she's still, you know. And so it, it, like, I had to evaluate, like how how the reactions unfold and it's like, yeah, the dust hasn't settled and mm-hmm. everyone got onto Erica for saying, we don't know all the facts yet. And then afterwards they're like, okay, now y'all need to apologize. But it's like, there is a lot going on, but if you pay attention to the fold and in between the line type of stuff that's going on, it's like, well, this is revealing more of the character of the people that one, we know don't or are prejudiced for whatever reason, but like really help to talk about the nuances that we need to be discussing, mm-hmm. you know, which, I don't know that we've ever done. <clears throat> never. We've never discussed nuance. So let's talk about some nuance about Chicago. <laughs> let's go. You know, my girl Pat going to Chicago, so I need to <laughs> holler at, you know. <laughs> Downtown is one of the safest places in the world. So, like, you know, speaking of just the Jussie and the it, the event, everybody from Chicago said he got beat up by some dudes in MAGA hats. No way. Like, it ain't going to happen in Chicago. Chicago is a, a third city. It's a third black, third white, third Latinx. Mm. So, like, these are powerful sections of the city, and something like that probably ain't going to happen. Mm. So we already knew it was questionable, but you still need to listen to black queer voices. That's not the point. The other point is that Chicago police, the, the last person need to say anything <laughs> about anything. Their clearance rate for murders is 30%. It means 70% of murders mm. in a city are not mm. being cleared. Wow. They also just covered up a murder and their police officer was found guilty <laughs> of covering the the guy who's running for mayor right now uh mccarthy also found guilty of that and got kicked off for the police Rahm Emanuel was not running for re-election again mm-hmm. also because of that 
Like they covered up that Chicago team. You know what I mean? Like uh, they have a consent degree to uh, a consent decree from the federal government saying that their police uh, department is racist. If you read, I feel like everybody should have that under a Trump administration. If you could imagine that, (laughs) you know. So if a Trump administration consent decree says your police uh, department is racist. You know, Chicago's one of the, the worst police departments in the country. So we shouldn't listen to them on anything um, regarding. The, the the most interesting thing about this case was that they were putting out so much information every day. Yeah, They had never done that about Ooh, anything. Yeah. Every single we day them, was a new story. Speaking of that, like, we asked them to put out stuff about R. Kelly. Like, Ooh. R. Kelly been raping black girls for 20 years. And they ain't put out no information. Yeah. You can see in the documentary, they asked him to knock down the door. They said, we can't enter that door. Yeah. You know, so which don't believe our, Chicago police about anything. Story. Sorry. No. Uh, you're, so don't you're believe fair. the police? I mean, we already don't, right? But, look, I don't call police for anything. Chicago police has uh, harassed me, has um, mm. arrested me, has assaulted me. And I have family who are Chicago police, so... You know, I, I want to talk about how you navigate that later because I yeah. always think that's really fascinating. It's um, rough. I'm gonna need some more wine. Huh? <laughs> you feel me? Know, Woo! I'm, I'm pouring up wine. over here. You know? Man. Oh my it's god. I had to take my jacket off because I got real warm real fast. I'm saying. Um. So the next topic was indeed R. Kelly. So since I don't, oh, I think Robert. since we started, since we started the podcast, I've been very anti him since i learned from that article um and i know again we got the right person with all these news articles here today um because these are all like chicago-based um stories and people and uh i really like we always joked about it but i always said on the podcast like djs quit playing him quit normalizing him quit supporting this man like this is not funny and the fact that we don't listen to black women is the repeated thing we see constantly um, and we discuss very often on this show. And so to see that he was actually arrested and he, like, gave himself up was really surprising. And then, uh, I guess, recently he posted Bond. Well, he didn't post Bond. Or somebody. That's what they were saying, right? That he didn't have money for anything? Mm-hmm. Who owns a daycare? What the hell? He went to a McDonald's, which is like a McDonald's. He constantly... Yeah, that's we'll what we'll talk about saying. Okay, so go, I'm going to give this... Uh, who wants to go first? I want Amber to go Amber, first. Amber, let's we don't go. listen to black women. That's go the problem ahead, Amber. in this space. So go first, Amber. Yeah, I, I mean, the R. Kelly thing is fascinating. I was uh, having drinks yesterday with one of my homeboys, and um, we were talking about toxic masculinity, right? Ooh, and, my favorite topic. Um, I know. I was like, so, in other news, toxic masculinity <laughs> and R. Kelly. <laughs> he was like, oh, God, here we go. Um, but, you know, the thing that came up, he's from Detroit. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I was like, you know, the R. Kelly sex tape. And immediately I corrected myself and I was like, pornography, yeah. right? Child mm-hmm. pornography. But it's and referred to as a sex tape. My homeboy was like, you know, you're right. But one of the things that I was thinking about is like, you know, he's like 32 or so. And he was like, I, I remember seeing that sex tape. Like it was mm-hmm. out, you know, when I was young. Mm-hmm. And he was like, and I remember, and he's like, I'm ashamed to say this. But he was like, I remember my dad asking to see it. Oh, wow. And it was like, I remember how it was passed around. It was passed around like it was a sex tape. They say that on the documentary on that Um, first episode. And it's fascinating about how normalized and ingrained it was. And then like when you go back and you listen to the music that we were listening to, Mm -hmm. 
Um, and, you know, I've talked to tons of my, you know, lady friends, and we talk about all the time about, like, how vulnerable you are, like, as a woman. But then also, like, we're taught to go after people that are famous and have status, mm -hmm. especially as young girls, and you're – your discernment isn't there. Right. Um, and so there's a lot of victim blaming that has been going on. And yet anybody, if they saw R. Kelly or Colin Kaepernick or anybody walking down the street right now would be the first in line to go see him. Mm -hmm. Right. And yet we <clears throat> victim blame and are like, why are these girls doing that? Right. When that's what we lift up in our society, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and I mean, we just haven't believed black girls or women. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, why are they loose? They're fast. Like they're out here, you know, doing that and they deserve it. Right. It's their fault. Um, and it's hard. Right. And so, you know, we'll talk more about this, but the work that we're trying to do is dismantling that. Mm -hmm. Right. Like what makes young girls feel like they're not worthy. Right. What makes people not believe young black girls, especially. And um, it goes to the racial hierarchy and who gets to be valued and who gets to have a word and who, um, who gets to be somebody, you know? And that, that's the work that we have to really unpack to get the answers that we want. Absolutely. Yeah, man, my, my R. Kelly story is, like, complex. Cause I actually seen him outside of my high school as an adult, you know, <sighs> picking up young girls. I went to a school called Whitney Young. Uh, so if you know <clears throat> Chicago, you know, he was outside of Kenwood with the school he went to and Whitney Young all the time, picking up young girls. And obviously it was normalized at that time because we like R. Kelly is a star. Um, and also because, you know, this is a hometown hero who has like made it big. Um, if you know Chicago, like we're big on our music cultures. We talk about like house music, talk about uh, stepping music, talk about juke music, later on drill music and all mm -hmm. these other forms that we create. You know, those folks get a lot of passes, particularly R. Kelly. I remember I went, I was, I used to boost music. I used to like steal music because I was like F the corporations <laughs> as a young boy. So music came out on every Tuesday and I never got caught still in music until I stole an R. Kelly CD for my sister. Uh -huh. And imagine my little sister, I mean, my sister is my big sister, older than me, but still a teenager, listening to R. Kelly. R. Kelly's always made sexually explicit music, mm -hmm. and it was just went unchecked because of who he was in our community. And I think that's uh, part of, the, obviously, the perpetuation of this rape culture that all of us participate in, particularly black men. And so um, recently... I had a friend, um, one of my fraternity brothers, actually, you know, rude to the man of Omega Psi Phi Fraternity Incorporated, <laughs> accused, you feel me? But, but, but uh, he posted a picture of him and R. Kelly and some of his friends. And, and right after the documentary. the documentary came out and said, I'm in support of my friend. And so... Uh, I sent him a message and said, because he, he said, if anybody leaves anything negative under this post, unfollow me. So I said, you got to unfollow me, dog, because I'm, <laughs> I'm out of here. Block me, too. Why you at it? You know what I mean? Because yeah. F.R. Kelly, right? Yeah. Um, and he, he said, call me, dog. So I called him. He telling me this extravagant story about how R. Kelly gave him $50,000 to save his house, and he excusing his behavior. And the interesting thing he said to me, which is why I know like we have a serious problem, is that he said... Them women ain't lying on, on R. Kelly. They, right. He did everything they said. He's just ignoring it. 
He's ignoring it because he, he's been his friend for a long time. He said he don't leave his friends. Yeah. And so it's this this perpetuation of uh, this rape culture despite, you know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's a, we are in a bad place. Like we are in a worse place than we ever thought we would be. You mm-hmm. know, this is somebody who is a social worker who works with kids. He does, your friend? He, he works with Father oh. Flager. If you know Father yeah. Flager, he was in... Uh, uh, that uh, terrible Spike Lee film, Chirac. Oh my you god! Know? Uh, but about he, you know, yeah, that's uh, everybody did. <laughs> yeah, so I don't even want to bring that up. That's a travesty. Oh. Spike almost got kicked out of the blackness for that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like, it's 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 terrible. Like R. Kelly is terrible. He went back to the McDonald's. That McDonald's we used to hang out in when we were teenagers. He went back to that rock and roll McDonald's. McDonald's was started in Chicago, and so. Uh, that McDonald's is a, a a kid hangout place, and this guy went there. Um, and, and the after craziness after posting bail after his his friend are posting bail because R. Kelly couldn't afford it. Remember, right. R. Kelly's been using most of his money for his rape culture, his perpetuation of that patriarchy because he has houses where women are still locked up. People are not even talking about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there are still women um, under his. Um, control under his persuasion, you know, uh, and so we we have a lot of work to do. We got a lot of work to do to end that, because um, there's thousands, um, if not millions, of R. Kelly's. You know, mm-hmm. um, Native women are missing all over the mm-hmm. place. Um, Latina women are are coming up um, and not reporting rape because of all kind of issues. Black women. Obviously, like one in three have reported sexual violence. So we have a lot of work to do. Yeah, I think that's what I find really scary, I guess, is because it's like that's what norm was for so long. Right. Like even because I watched the first episode of the documentary because I had to wait till I was like in the right place to watch it. Right. Um, And I was like, that's how society like believed that all this was OK, though. Like all this was normal. Um, going after young women was normal. Um, you know what I mean? Like my mom, like my aunts were married at 13, 14. Mm-hmm. And so that's how culture normalized these things. And so I think it's finally a time that we've addressed what is wrong as wrong. And because we've been living in the wrong for so long and normalized that, that like it feels like the world's falling apart because we've never even addressed what the hell toxic masculinity means, mm-hmm. what the patriarchy means beyond just that level of people saying like oh you know crazy feminists or whatever and it's like no like why don't we actually unpack this and like i joke with rafa and jerry because i'm like y'all are two dudes two of all the men i've ever met in my life that i could even have this discussion with so i think we had to talk about a couple things though particularly like with black and latinx folks right black folks uh, according to pew research are the most religious group on the in this country um Latinx are close second. Mm. You hear what I'm saying? I would imagine so. And so that means that in this country, like facing all this adversity we face and oppression we face, um, we are like very socially progressive, but morally conservative, Mm -hmm. right? And so that means that we still perpetuate homophobia, right? But we also still perpetuate a lot of patriarchy and a lot Mm -hmm. of rape culture. And this is men first, women close second. Um, I remember... Um, like women in my church, older, like grown women. Like I, I'm a victim of statutory rape. 
but also like there were 30 year old women trying to talk to me or saying you're going to be handsome when you grow up all these messages that they send to you mm-hmm. um and i can imagine um what the girls are facing because it went unchecked right. right in a church environment where it's supposed to be a safe place for folks to grow up um and imagine outside of that church environment where it's not even a pretense of safety right right i'll say there's nowhere safe for girls you know yeah um and so like you know, having my girl here, you know, like, it's 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 a rough place. I tell her every day, like, you know, remember you love, protect yourself. This is mm-hmm. I give her these affirmations every time I drop her off, but he, it's still not it's still not creating a Trinity safe here with us. safe world for her. You know, like right. we need a lot of work. I tell people all the time, like, now I'm I'm from the hood, like a lot of us. You know what I mean? It is nearly impossible to have a conversation about toxic masculinity to somebody from where I grew up. You know, mm-hmm. it really, I literally have to like, you know, trick them into that <clears throat> conversation uh, because we don't have that context. And so it's going to, our challenge is to create um, enough space and enough creativity in which we can have these conversations mm-hmm. because it's literally built into the way that we like right. grow mm-hmm. up, you know, in every institution. Mm-hmm across everything that's a whole nother podcast we can start um but we're gonna move into some some lighter news thank you for for that um i know you said you wanted to cover cat for a minute is there anything you want to say i passed a couple weeks ago i think now that that it happened but it's still still fresh I would say, like Jerry said on Twitter, he did not fumble the bag. He did not fumble the <laughs> he, bag. You know, he he did not fumble the bag. Uh, I, I think the question is, you know, and it's still up for debate, we watching the NFL or not, nah, you know? Right. I mean, are, are, are we back into that game or are we, you know, still like have a bitter taste, right? Because yeah. um, And this will come up later, but I actually worked in sports. I worked for the NCAA mm-hmm. and I worked for the Texas Rangers. Um, so I was battling with this because sports mm-hmm. is a real part of my identity. Any Texan. Any Texan, right? Period. High school football, like the whole gamut. And so it was something that I struggled with. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, you know, I, I still really don't know what I'm going to do. Right. Um, so I'd be curious to hear, like, y'all right. watching or not. It's rough. You know, like, I remember crying at age six when the Bears didn't make it back to the Super Bowl after the Super Bowl shuffle. You feel me? So it was rough for me. You know what I mean? Like, it's part of my DNA, the Chicago Bears and Bulls, Blackhawks. That's how the Cowboys fans are over here. The Cubs. This our year. This our year. (laughs) Every year. Every year. Um, (laughs) But, I mean, the NFL is is rife with contradictions and hypocrisy. You know, Robert Kraft. I don't know if we talked about that. We we didn't even write that down. But I thought Diddy was gonna get a team. What happened to that? I yeah. was I was interested in that little moment. That yeah, was yeah, but yeah, Robert okay. Kraft just got you know caught in a sting. <sighs> you know what I mean? Again with women of color. Right. You know, so like uh, we got we got a, a lot of decisions to make on and w- what we support and <sighs> what we do. And, and football is hard. Like Cowboys here are at a different level. It's a religion. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but y'all still don't support y'all home games, though, because uh, when the Bears came to play here, uh, it was all Chicago oh, folks in there. Because we're still broke. Yeah, 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 yeah. We can't afford yeah. them games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Y'all can afford them uh, flags on the cars, though. You those know are $3 mean? at Trader's Village. You Look, bet we can, record, we can afford those. And them those. stars. And kombuchas. Look. And kombuchas. And, and 
Why are you attacking me? I didn't. I just said kombucha. I can't say kombucha. No, because that feels like it's synonymous with my no, identity at this point. Uh, not at all. Are you, you avocado <laughs> toast out right no, now? No. Uh-uh, I don't even. Pat's eyebrows <laughs> raised. Fifteen dollar avocado no, toast. Hell no. I don't avocado toast, but I do kombucha. Kombucha is great for your digestive system. Okay, speak on it. Speak on it. <sighs> I roll to the whole room except for Amber. She's smiling at me. Thank you. Whatever. Flat whites. Oh my god. This is not what I need. This is not the duo I was aiming for. Jesus Christ. Tell us more. Stop. Okay. Okay. So, um I was excited to see this. Jesus and Miro are back. Yeah, I saw I that first Did you show. see it? Did you uh, see it? I haven't. What the I should have There's sure like a million shows I have to catch up on, I but I do need to one. get Get on the Bodega Boys, Young Chipotle, and oh, Dominican Dundada. Right, right, right. Did you, you saw it? What'd you think I since nobody it. else saw it? It's, I think it's a good start. You know, they had a really good guest on there, yes. AOC. Yes. You know? uh, but, you know, I think they're going to figure it out. Yes, it know? was a lot for me. I was like, uh. Because, I mean, literally these guys started on Twitter. You know right, what I mean? Right, with Twitter's their commentary. And so... Uh, to be on Showtime from Twitter, you know they're gonna have to maintain this. Right. This like folks know them for their street edge, and oh, and now they're on Showtime. It's I think it's gonna, for me from a production aspect, it felt like they were doing too much and they yeah. weren't ready for it yet. And so I was like, slow down, babies. Like lean into what you're good at, which uh-huh. is commentary. That's what you got there for. You know what I hated when they left. ALC at the table, oh, the table by herself. Oh, the was so awkward. They didn't know what I'm to like, do. I'm just gonna leave it there. Right, and that's, also, and that's also a director's call, right? Because yeah. he's the one who left that camera on there, and yeah. it could have, or the editing could have cut that out. You know what I did like? What? I like the the drinks. You the know, drinks. Jesus oh, had the, yes. the Heineken or something. They used to and, just have the little. Uh, they would just turn it around. And so it, uh, the the, the Dominican uh, rum. Yeah. I remember that because I had to leave it at the airport when I was in the Dominican Republic. I didn't want to check my bag. You know what I'm saying? So oh I was like, God. here you go, Poppy. I got you. You know what I'm saying? No, he did not I, say Poppy. I, 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 bless, I, I, bless, I bless somebody with a bottle. Look at her face. Amber, I'm dead. What? I know he made a lot of money off that. Cause he, he what, what is that? Uh, Brugal. Brugal. They're telling you they won't take it or they won't accept it, and then they go and sell it. That's probably what happened. I got, in peace. I got shafted, you know what I mean? I got scammed, you know? Well, maybe one day. Joanna scammed. Stop! Know. Not Joanna. Oh, she's my favorite. Is she still around? I am a white I woman. Se- I haven't seen her in a <laughs> long time. Um, yeah, so I'm excited to see where this Jesus Samiro show goes. Yeah. I I uh, obviously support since day one, so I'm not not being too hard on them. Um, now we're 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 gonna quickly because we're already going long on the j- damn juice here. Um, the Oscars. Oh dang. Um, the juice. The juice should have just. The juice. That's. I only had five it's topics. There's a lot of stuff going on. No, no. Oscars. You know? Los yeah. Oscars. Los Oscars. Which my mom was so excited to say that the Oscar statue was based on a Mexican man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I I think that's, they did like a trivia, Latino USA uh, episode on it. So check. We that talked out. about that on here before. before. Yeah. Somebody needs to make okay. that their bio. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? I think he's like a goner now. Probably. I'm just saying. You know? Oh my God. We gotta stick this history <laughs> in people's face. You oh. Feel Oh, Jesus. Anyway, so the Oscars, um, <laughs> what are we saying? Um, I'd prefer a Dundee oh, over Jesus. an Oscar, just for the record. Really? <laughs> yeah. More value there? 
I ain't watch. I didn't. You didn't watch? I watch. I watched a little bit of it because I, I really watched the highlights on Twitter. You know yeah. what I mean? See, I've been faithful. Because I grew up like. <laughs> what? I wanted to see the video where Rami fell. I he heard he fell. fell. Some, someone said he fell and got hurt. What the? I watched yeah. it. I didn't see that happen. He said he felt like he got taken to a hospital. What? Like they had to take him what to the, the hospital. Hell? To get hurt. Did yeah. this happen after? After his acceptance speech. Okay. His acceptance speech, darling. Oh, Zoling. Um, I was like, what is he saying with this accent? Anyways, I thought it was entertaining. I liked that they didn't have a fucking host. It worked out really well, and it didn't feel as long and, like, dumb as it typically does. I, okay, that was weird. I don't like that one. Anyways, okay. <laughs> I, I do like that, uh, you know, um, Ruth one. I like the Spike Lee mm-hmm. one. I like the attention that was on Roma. Um, yes. I think the director won. Alfonso Cuaron. Alfonso, who, you know, I put, it's my guy, children of man, you feel oh, me? Ooh. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's fire, you feel me? So, so, so I, I caught it at the wrong time. Gravity is fire, too. I do I love gravity. Gravity's you know? my shit. I love gravity. But, uh, you know, they gave Spike that uh, cons- consolidation. See, and that's you know, he should have like, won for Malcolm X. He could have won for several other things. Yeah, do the right it's funny thing. when he was like, uh, every time someone's driving, I'm right. losing. I was like, it, it took me a minute, though. I was like, wait. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking to those, you know, those right thing, white yeah. savior movies. Mm. Oh, there's a clip that Seth Myers did. I don't know if you've yeah. seen it. Yeah. White it's Savior. It's, it's a trailer it for a movie it's called it's White really Savior. Yeah. You got to watch it. It's really good. I've yeah. seen it, but I haven't These watched it. Jesus and Mary, why are you talking and about? They did something, yeah, too. The yeah, the greenest book. And, and we need more of that. Like, we've got to yeah. start calling out white culture more. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, because they're just getting out of hand. Right. And, I mean, the level of disrespect <clears throat> for Green Book to win the Oscar after the family of, you know, Mr. Shirley was vehemently against it. They didn't even say anything about him. You know? And for them not to acknowledge the history of the Green Book, it's just like so many levels of disrespect. They said all um, the credit goes to Vigo. <laughs> I was like, oh, And wow. then after, yeah. I think he caught himself, and then he was like, oh, yeah. and Mahershala. I was like, and, mm-hmm. and, and But the lack of sensitivity, like even with the climate, like they just right. don't care. <laughs> what, bubble, what bubble do you live I mean, in that you're you on the, that those the caucasity, stages. right? The absolute <laughs> caucasity. <laughs> That's at the fullest force. Like the producers were emailing peak, people as we back. Say, peak. No, absolutely. It's it's scary to see because they are so blinded by that and they really do not understand mm-hmm. what they're doing. And they just, they literally, I don't know if you saw that email that was like the producer responding to someone saying this is racist and he was like, what do you mean it's racist? And like all caps, super dramatic. And I was just like, y'all are so pathetic. Yeah. And y'all are out here winning. <sighs> it was pretty good up until that point. I think we were all really shocked and we were like. Regina King too got lifted oh, up. Oh, she's know. the best. She's the she bomb. deserved that the most. Um, yeah. So it was entertaining. I mean, but it's the same thing, you know, and we didn't really get into this, but we were boycotting the NFL. Like, we should be boycotting the Oscars everywhere. Yeah. Well, you and know? We, we did and originally whenever April Rain did the Oscars So White movement and created that. Because mm-hmm. that's, I really struggled, but I was like, okay, I'm not going to watch it. And then it was like, it gradually has started to get better. And that this was the first time she attended, um, which I thought was really fascinating. Mm-hmm. And so then, of course, at the very end, it's like, nah, we're still like this shit, which is the same thing that happened with yeah. like, Lemonade a few years back, and it's like, oh, all these wins, and then Adele at the end, you yeah, know? They played Beyonce two years in a row, right? Yeah, and Jay Z the next year. So I think that's ultimately just again a reminder of where the power uh, still lies, mm-hmm. um, unfortunately. 
Um, so since we've had a long ass juice, I'm going to just say that video of Dirk, um, getting a standing ovation made me sad and I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready for Dirk. Dirk is like my emotional attachment as far as Dallas sports. Chicago can give it up to another Chicago guy who gave Dirk his moment. Doc Rivers from the projects. You feel me? That was a classy Chicago. move, Doc. Like, we have got to make this Doc. show more about Dallas because it's just too much about Chicago. <laughs> this one episode kind of is. Yeah, it's, yeah. like, all about Chicago, and we need to, like, recenter Dallas, you know? Thank you. In the heart of Oak Cliff, you know? Retake, like, we, we need to recenter our city. Like, so we're not oh talking God. about Chicago no more, Jerry. One of my favorite uh, rappers, like, uh, at the, back in the day was Cameron, and I, that's the first time I heard of Dallas, and he was talking about I done were something about trips. I done, I done ran uh, dope from Fort Worth to Oak Cliff, and that's Bruh. real. That's the first time I heard about Oak Cliff, and that was in a DJ Clue tape. You feel me? Ooh, Desert Storm. Yeah, yeah, that's so Oak Cliff. He didn't even say Dallas. He said Oak Cliff, and that's when I knew those are two different places. You feel me? They are. We Indeed. need to get you on some uh, old school Oak Cliff hip-hop. Man, I kill it. You feel me? Okay. I want to hear you know, one of my favorite old school Dallas joints was... Uh, Get money. Oh, get big money. Tub? That that's big still plays. That's plays at every faded heat that's game. Yeah, still. that's amazing. That is amazing. That's a classic. <laughs> it is. We've talked about There's getting that, Big Tuck on the show. Big Tuck. Rest in peace, right? No, no, no. Are you still up? No. Lisa, yes. Don't wish that on him. We he all did a, have a He few. did a show across the street like two weeks ago. <laughs> he literally my did. My fault, Big Tuck. I didn't get you a hashtag already, my G. My fault. I love you. Knock on wood. For real, we can't lose him. Okay. We can't lose Big Tech. Well, let's jump into y'all's interview. That was the juice. A long, juicy juice. Jungle juice. Squirt, squirt. squirt. Ew! <laughs> <laughs> right. Fumble that, fumble that. Oh, That's some good noise, though. You feel me? It's some good noise. So, know? I'm going to jump right in. And it's already... Okay. We... Y'all sex positive in here, right? Oh, you absolutely. Right. What, what, yeah. what? Always... Squirt, squirt. Is that why? What? <laughs> Moist. <laughs> it's funny because Amber ain't Amber really approved why you tripping. Okay. Jesus. This is where I'll we're be back. I'm today. dead. I'll be back. I'm dead. <laughs> Rest in peace, like big talk. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Blame, blame the crown, big talk. Blame the crown. The, the bottle's gone, you so we're now? good. Yeah, I'm holding on to good. this last sip. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to uh, read through these bios as fast as i can so amber sims the lovely amber sims has the best file in the world uh she's the founding <clears throat> member of young leaders strong city a racial equity conference that empowers youth to organize and take action around dismantling racism amber is also a community member of the district nine committee for the dallas independent school district a creator of the race to equity conversation series and has helped plan various voter registration and voter rallies in dallas amber's a board member and chair of the communications committee for the south dallas fair park trust fund where amber was churched she served as the president of the junior mission at pilgrim rest church in dallas where she has helped coordinate conversations around important social topics amber has been published in both the washington post hey dallas morning news and texas monthly as an opinion columnist on issues such as fair ged testing and equitable south dallas 
In her actual job, Amber currently serves as the director of regional impact for leadership for educational equity, working with current and former educators who want to be civically engaged. Her background includes work in public relations, community advocacy, partnerships, and program expansion. In previous work, she was instrumental in creating cultural competency training for staff and volunteers, and also created key partnership with entities such as DISD and DCCCD, which is our community college. Uh, part of her work in nonprofit has included provided has included a better customer service experience centering clients and equity. And in another life, Amber worked for the Texas Rangers and NCAA, which she shared with us briefly. And she has a championship ring and never played a game. <laughs> light flex, light flex. Just real, <laughs> real slight. Should have worn my hardware today. Light flex. <laughs> Next time I'm on the show, I'm, I'm going to break out the ring. Yeah, yeah, you'll hear it too. You're going to like, stunt. <laughs> right. What's that on the table? <laughs> All right. Jerry Hawkins, MA, is the director of Dallas Truth Racial Healing and Transformation, part of a national 14 city initiative by the W.K. Kellogg Foundation. Jerry was formerly the project director of Bachman Lake Together, an early childhood collective impact initiative in Dallas, and director of children's services at the Wilkinson Center in East Dallas, Southeast Dallas. Jerry is also a co-founder of the Imagining Freedom Institute, a thought leadership group that works with organizations and institutions to build their capacity for internal and external equity and social justice and a co-creator of the Race to Equity DFW Conversation Series. He's a current Leadership Arts Institute fellow with the Business Council for the Arts and sits on the trustee-appointed Racial Equity Advisory Council for Dallas ISD. Jerry's a past fellow with Leadership ISD and a past leadership fellow with D Academy slash D Magazine. Jerry Hawkins served as an advisory board member at Children's Medical Center and on Dallas ISD's African American Student Success Task Force. Jerry's also a highly sought-after trainer and consultant of social justice and racial equity work. In a semi-past life, Jerry has also been a signed recording artist, a painter, and a DJ. Please welcome welcome Amber Sims and Jerry Hawkins. Get money. We We gonna get get money. Okay, um, Rafa, what, um, I'm going to let you start with the second question that I see here. Okay. What set y'all repping? <laughs> what? what set y'all repping? You put that. I, that was not me, and I know I, it wasn't Pat. I don't even, I never touched the script. Anyways, where are y'all from? Hi, thank you for being on Decolada's Radio. So, Okay. Um, I'm from Mesquite. Yes. I was a skeeter in Stop. high school. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's what they're called. Tell us more. She said Tell us more. Yo, my sound effect machine is like running low right. on battery today. Right. We got some so, Mesquite listeners. And more. I graduated from school when Lil John was hot. So like when all <laughs> skeet, skeet, and from the window to the wall, you know, all of that was really popular. So, you know, what a time to be alive. This is turning into a faded night. (laughs) (laughs) And Big Tuck used to live in Mesquite. He used to live in Creek Crossing. Uh Shout out, Big Tuck. We love you. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Skeeter, uh, Skeet, Skeet. Go team. (laughs) Team Skeet. Oh, and I was there when we won state. Oh, y'all won state. And football, yeah. I don't, I I should probably know that, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Go team. It was Powerhouse. Mm -hmm. And you. Sunday Night Lights. Ooh, yeah, Sunday. 
Friday Night Lights, them too. This wine, though. Yeah, um, it's, it's getting me. As you've heard, Jerry is from... South Side of Chicago, Inglewood, you feel me? Where's that? Where's that? Where's that? That is, you know, two blocks from Derrick Rose. You know, we ain't repping him, no. Is that where Jesse got jacked up? Nah, Jesse <laughs> Jesse wouldn't step one foot in Southside Chicago, you feel me? But I rep Bachman Lake, you know, Dallas. Okay, what's up, Left Field? I really what's don't know field? Bachman Lake like that. You need to learn it, you know what I mean? That's, that's the, it's one of the, on the, the biggest communities in. for um, immigrants when they come into this True. city. Um because it has affordable housing. It's a very dense neighborhood. It's not a blighted neighborhood, but it's a very poor neighborhood. So imagine um, all the all these apartment buildings already built out, so there's no space to build um, yeah. in these single-family homes for rent. Um, but they are being gentrified on the, um, on the east side, which is Midway Hollow. Um, so yeah. it's interesting, you know, but I rep Bachman Lake. All day. BL in the Go building. Because I, I you know, y'all Chapel. need to stop going to Right Rock Lake and come to Bachman Lake. You feel me? <laughs> hang out with the. White hang Rock out is with dangerous. The... Don't be going there. Okay. Yeah, it is. I used to take swimming lessons at Bachman Lake. Ah, that's cute. There you go. My kids did Learned too. Learned to float. <laughs> Trent took hey, swimming lessons I'm at good. Bachman Lake too. You feel so me? So funny. Okay, so. First water <laughs> reservoir of the city of Dallas. Was while it? You tripping. I you know. Fat. He has all these random I facts. Do. I know. I, I just, talk about I just remember day. Bach. I have family over in, in the Bachman Lake area, but I remember Bachman Lake for being the place that lowriders went to when they got kicked out of Rivershawn. Yeah. yeah. Not only that, you know, it used to be, I when I built when I built the family center at Bachman Lake, I tore down a strip club. So mm-hmm. it used to be an entertainment district peace, before the, the community uh, moved <laughs> uh, all of the... Uh, the strip club ordinance on the other side of Harry Hines. So, um, if you can imagine, yeah, it used to be popping over there for sure. Shout out to Chicken and Rice. You Web feel Chapel. me? Still over I there. Can't. Still there. Still over there. Get that Shout out piece. to all the Chicken and Rice. That four piece for Chicken and Rice. Still Shout over out there. to dinner after this. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Uh-huh. Okay, so that's where y'all are from. That's where you're claiming now. Yeah, yeah. You go claim what you claim, Amber. So and but currently I live downtown Deep Ellum. Yes. Downtown Deep Ellum. She had to put a slash through us. Because this like it's on the border. It is it's right across from the Latino Cultural Center. Hey, she yeah. lived on the other side of the highway. It'd be, highway lit, it be lit over there. It does. It do be lit. Sometimes I'd be like, I'd be having to like take other back roads because yeah. uh-huh. y'all lit. play too much. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so because we've already probably gone too dang long and right. we unfortunately have um places to be, um I guess where do we start? Like y'all y'all are great friends and y'all do great work together. Um but what I guess as quickly as you can. We don't mean to rush you too much, but like, how did you get to where you are now? In the in in the simplest way. Hmm, that's a good question. How do we get to where we are now? Well, Amber was one of the first uh, people I met in Dallas. Um, hmm. How long you been in Dallas, Jerry? Almost eight years. Okay. Yeah. So you know, I'm I'm here making moves. You feel me? What brought you to Dallas? Work and weather. I always say that. Work okay. and weather. It was a blizzard in 2011. It's called uh, Snowpocalypse. Snowpocalypse. <laughs> um, if you can remember, like, cars stuck on Lakeshore Drive. And, you know, it was it was crazy. And so I'd say, I'm out of here. I can't do this no more. 
I had family in Dallas. My cousin worked at St. Phillips, so that was the only school I oh, knew. Okay. So all my kids went there. I tried to <clears throat> move to South Dallas. They stole my money at the application place. So I ended up in Bachman Lake um, on, a, on a slide because they stole my money in South Dallas. You know mm. what I mean? Uh, so it was interesting. But uh, Amber's one of the first people I met. You know, you know, we hit it off really quickly. And um, she's one of my great friends. Uh, holds me accountable uh but uh yes, you know i came i came here to you know work in weather and it was the hottest summer y'all had in 30 years Ooh. they said jerry pulling up <laughs> show him yes my, jerry my, pulling up my little land rover discovery caught on fire the, it, <laughs> it was a snow car Dang. so the, the line caught on fire like it yeah. was it was it was bad i was ready to move back you're baking cookies on the but, dash but you know eating eating outside in the winter is is not bad you feel me pat you feel me Y'all don't That's give Pat good. enough shine. You feel me? Oh my God! Why does Everybody everyone say that, that we love Pat and we let Pat speak? We do. See that that is that is she don't toxic have a mic- masculinity. Nah, no, I have my no, it ain't. Pat. Let me. Pat speak. Oh my God, Pat, do you have anything you want to say? Let Pat speak. Let <laughs> Pat speak. Oh, look at you, background. Now there's too much pressure. I wouldn't even know what exactly. to say. Exactly. This is what <laughs> happens. See, that's what I was like, this um, is what happens. Now I feel awkward. Yes. Yes, the awkwardness. Yes. That's... Representation matters. Thank you, You feel Pat. me? Representation matters. All you people that can't speak on the you mic, pass me? here for you. <laughs> All the awkward people that that's just like right. to go to shows and uh, talk Ooh. art and stuff. You know what I mean? And read books and go to the library. Yes, Because she works at Wood. Hey. Shout out because Jerry's out. coming to the library. That's right. Working you need to talk library. about your community visions of yes. that you're doing. I'm I sad that we don't have more time because I want to know y'all's life story. Oh, I, know. I know. It's about to be a, a three episode interview. For real. We're going yeah, to have to. I'll let Amber talk because uh, Amber's going to do one of our community visioning sessions <laughs> that are happening at the public library. Please go to DallasTRHT.org and find out more about those. Look at you. Uh, plug, there's plug, also plug, resources plug. because we are exposing the truth about history in Dallas. Um, Which we need needs to, to know. know. And I know a lot of these histories. I am naming names. <laughs> I got outside money. I don't have no Dallas money, so we getting Ooh, it busy. Get that me? Kellogg cereal money. <laughs> Real talk. Ooh. You are get money. Uh, skid again. Get, get money. money. We <laughs> gonna get money. <laughs> I can't handle this. I wonder what this episode's gonna be called. Oh. <laughs> Reallocate um, resources, reparations. I know. I'm trying to like remember. <laughs> question um but how we got involved in the work that we were doing right was the question yes yeah um the simplest way you can answer it yeah so i think what's really interesting for me is i was working in sports uh i was working for the rangers and one of the things that i would say is i was working for a really racist organization Mm. you know when i came and i was green uh before the rangers or at the rangers at the Rangers. okay i was like i would imagine that 23 right young had just moved back from uh working in indianapolis at the ncaa and sports was like my dream and i got there and i was like oh no this ain't it and you wanted to work in sports i wanted to work in sports Uh, it was my dream and you got there and i got there and i was like this is not what i wanted damn 
It was super racist. Being a black woman in that space Ooh. was hard. I would imagine in baseball. And um, and so I had to leave. You know, I had to leave my dream, something I was very passionate about. And um, I went into nonprofit, but went to work for a really dynamic black woman. Mm. And I think it's important to talk about like Here representation. Mm -hmm. You want to name her? Uh, her or? name is Lisa Hembry. She's uh -huh. been my mentor for uh, years, for about five or six years now. Um, but she was an important part of my development and my growth. And from there, just I mean, I was already involved in community and school work but just got to do more of it and um, met Jerry there met some other folks like Sarah Mercuria and Robbie Esteban hey. uh, who I work with with Young Leaders Strong City uh, let's give some history on Lisa because I just found this out it's amazing her mm. father was the first African-American dentist in West Dallas um, Lisa was the first African-American to serve as Dallas County Treasurer and the CEO of Dallas Historical Society like mm -hmm. you know She's amazing. I didn't even she know all that. She is a great mentor. Boss, right? And so I know I was asking somebody, like, who could mentor me? And uh, the guy that I met with was, like, your boss, Lisa Hembry. And so, you know, I just kind of stuck with her. But she's, like, an Oak Cliff legend, speaking of which. She is. Oak Cliff, West Dallas legend. And um, just somebody we got to give props to. Props. Props to Lisa. All right. So what was your biggest moving factor like growing up your biggest inspirations or maybe still is it the same thing has it evolved hmm. for me it was reading yeah i remember reading the autobiography of malcolm x when i was uh -huh. like in third grade yeah and it just being my cousin giving it to me and him being like i think you can handle this and you were like, I'm ready. That's I'm crazy. ready. So right? many, I, like so many people, like that. That was the book for me. Uh -huh. But I remember when oh, my brother, Jose, like my brother, gave me that book, and he was like, "Read this." Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like, even you know, you don't have, you, even though you may not agree with it 100 percent or like whatever, like it's that powerful of a book where like you feel like it completely changes the course of where you might have thought you were going into something like positive and how did you how did you or even you i don't know if what age you read it but like how do you process that in third grade because if you're in third grade because you said third grade mm -hmm. right um like when i think of my identity in school i was constantly trying to look for versions of myself and mm -hmm. they did not exist in those books and they still don't probably mm -hmm. right um so like how do you remember processing that and were you um fully formed in your identity at a young age or was it something you you overcame from a and you're still overcoming yeah uh, I was a I was a reader and um the things that happened in Malcolm X uh, although I read it when I was really young I really related to it um my dad was in and out of jail to mm. be honest um yeah. not like hard time but mischievous stuff like right. DWIs and my uncles were both in the criminal justice system. And so the things that Malcolm X was Disgusting. writing about and, you know, I was witnessing mm -hmm. in my life. Right. Um, and it was, it was just real, you know, it wasn't out of the ordinary. Like mm -hmm. it was like, these are the things that are happening. Um, I think as far as identity, my aunts on my dad's side are teachers mm. And so, you know, even though I went to mainly white schools, they were giving me, there were these Black Explorer books that talked about Bessie Coleman and That's George cool. Washington Carver. And I had like an A to Z, so I could tell you at least one black person in Stop. each letter of the alphabet. That's you know? so cute. <laughs> um, and my dad's from Birmingham, mm -hmm. Alabama. And so, you know, growing up with that history. The full history. Um, and just knowing, you know, a lot of things. I think I, I grew 
from being very young because of the things that I experienced growing mm-hmm. up, to be honest. And so reading that book, it was like, I mean. It fits. It fits, but also you can do something with it, right? Because right. as a kid experiencing it, and you don't know. But, you know, reading it and being like, well, dang, he became Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. Like, the yeah. power's there. I don't know. I feel like every time, and, and I try to read that book at least once a year, but I feel like every single time that I read it, I'll pull something different mm-hmm. or it's something where I need to read you know, it. I'll come I know I need to it. Yeah. revisit it. I read, I <clears throat> reminded me and I forgot I did this and I really don't mean, mean to make it about myself. But when I was like in first grade, I remember reading um, MLK's book because they didn't obviously offer a lot as mm-hmm. far as like black history or any, any other besides white history. But I remember reading that book really young. And so I always like, I'm fascinated by how we think when we're really young and like how we're trying to find that identity like attachment or that history that we don't see and like right now my older sister is talking about my nephew who's in kindergarten really struggling because he's kind of on the lighter end but he's Mexican and so he's like where where are we and he's been asking her that and he's having a really hard time because they'll talk about MLK and that's it as far as black mm-hmm. history is concerned. And so then he's like, okay, so who am I? Mm-hmm. And he's a kindergartner and he's really struggling already with his identity because he's in a predominantly white school. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's just so fascinating how it's there from a young age. And if you don't have the right setup, right, or the, the knowledge there to even know, like luckily you had amazing people around you to really encourage that. But so often we don't. And I think one of the important things to note about me growing up is I spent, um, my dad was in the army, so I spent some of my formative years in Germany, Mm. which is interesting, and then also in Birmingham. And I don't think that I would have the perspective that I have had I just grown up in Dallas. I am 100% convinced. And that's a problem. Right. You know, I mean, it's it's a real problem. Um, But I just wanted to name that is, uh, coming back here, that wasn't necessarily things that I was getting. Dallas isn't a place that has a civil rights museum like they do mm. in Alabama. You know, it's all out there there. Like, you right. know what Birmingham was. Right. Um, and, you know, the work that we do is trying to uncover and peel back the layers of what Dallas is so your nephew can learn his history, right. you know, in a way for that sure. isn't taught and isn't um, available. And reading was very important for me. Um, like, my parents had encyclopedias, you mm. know, for folks, you know, that – People of color know that, that those encyclopedias were like their parents' treasures. You That's know what, what I mean? our last, our last <laughs> guest said that. that. Like, our last like, two guests said yeah. that, actually. And so when my parents bought the encyclopedia, they was <clears throat> on. You know, can't mm-hmm. tell them nothing. My parents grew up in the projects in Chicago. Right. Uh, so, like, reading was very important. I learned a lot, um, mm-hmm. obviously, there. But I think also, like, just being a kid from the hood, I don't, I don't think people get how intelligent we have to be. Mm-hmm. Um, like, we have multiple intelligences. Like we're obviously expert on white people because those are the folks who like, you know, got survival. the right survival. But we know how to navigate our hood. We know what blocks, you know, uh, stuff is popping on. We know how to navigate public transportation or even getting around our communities. So, like, I was super intelligent in a lot of different ways. So that's important. Um, but I like to talk about this, too, because, you know, in Dallas and this affected me um, in particularly in the work I was doing as a black uh, man leading a hundred percent Latinx uh, organization um, was my experience as an honorary Afro Mexican <laughs> um, going to uh, the Mexican story. Fine Arts Museum, which is now the National Museum of, of Fine Art of Mexican Art. Yes, um, but I went my um, I was in Albert Bound, and they took us to 
an exhibit. And I was actually working at Overbound at this time. It was called The African Presence in Mexico. And when this I This is in Chicago. This is in Chicago in Pilsen, which is one of the largest hey. Mexican neighborhoods in, in Chicago. And Chicago has they one of the largest Pilsen? Or they say Pilsen. They say Pilsen. They'll Pilsen. they'll play around. I but don't know, I'm just asking. <laughs> no, nah, they say Pilsen. Uh but this exhibit was amazing. It was a traveling exhibit, but it was the first place they did it. And I literally was like, oh yeah, y'all, y'all African is jumping out, like you know, y'all, yeah, it ain't it, these Spaniards ain't 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 telling the real story, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like Africans everywhere in y'all history, yeah, what, what, you know. And so it was, um, you know, Mexican scholars who did the work, but young Mexican kids who were doing the tours. And so after the tours, mm. I was like. What does Abuelo think about this? You know, and they were like, the old folks are rejecting this black stuff, but the young folks are embracing it, which gave me hope. And then I studied abroad in Central America, in Belize, Guatemala, and Honduras, and that opened my eyes even further to like, oh yeah, I mean, like, y'all can't deny this influence right here, because I went to study African cultural continuities in Central America, and mm-hmm. I, the first time I saw black people speak Spanish and nothing else, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, so it changed the way I viewed the world. Um, <clears throat> it dispelled all these myths about all this other stuff, uh, and I knew that you know I had to do some more work, you know. So yeah, uh, those two experiences, particularly to my work in Dallas, have been formative because I know that we have more cultural continuities than we are talking about. And and I want to talk about them because I've seen them in person. You know what I mean? Definitely. Ooh, uh, we're gonna have to bring y'all back. We're gonna have a part two. I'm okay? telling you, this is this a is three a three, episode three episode series. Yeah, it's like a double VHS Titanic tape. Mm-hmm. Um, VH what? What's really? That? really? VH one? Oh, it's like MTV, right? Is she old enough to know what a VHS is? All right, really? Yes, I know. You know what a VCR is? Yeah. I used to record a TV on the VHS tapes and rewatch the TV. I even hmm. did it with That's So Raven. <laughs> hmm. I did. That uh-huh. can stop. I am not hmm. that young. Y'all need to quit. I don't think she knows. Really? I don't think she knows. Don't think she we watched Two Man to Damn Selena. I know these VHS tapes, okay? Selena we Gomez. still have them. We still have them at my mom's house. The single Disney sing-alongs. Yes. Those are my favorite. Is that well, where you saw you Selena, know, to your, Selena Gomez? To your credit, I seen a dude at the gym with a uh, with a Walkman. I still got a Walkman. <laughs> Why are you tripping? In 2019, he I was got at a the gym with this I got thing. a bomb Walkman. And Look, it looks like you with them headphones yeah. right now. I had a bomb Look, Walkman. Yeah, he, that, that boy was at the gym it. with that thing. <laughs> still plays so, tapes. You know, it's not completely out of the question. Oh, but Jesus Christ. It, it shouldn't <clears> be happening. I CD Walkman was really bomb, too. Discman, Mine yeah. got stolen. Especially the You need to, everything gets stolen from you, Look, it's rough out here, like. When I moved to Dallas, I didn't have to, you know, like Amber, I didn't have to lock my door. I can't tell her. The, but now she's locking her door. Oh. <laughs> Amber is like, true, I can't live like she that. She is that a true me. Caucasoid. Stop! I am not. You are I live in a that. gated community. No, I still don't trust that. I can live in a gated apartment, too. I lock double locks. My place is so safe. But I left my bikes outside in Bachman Lake. We've already told y'all too much about me. I said, oh, my God. Okay. I said, what is I this? I locked up my bikes with three locks in Chicago, and three. they were gone in the three. morning. Three. I'm on my third MacBook from my office. Oh, wow. So no. that's a little. <laughs> we got we to gotta, we gotta, we gotta check that I don't office. Even, I don't even bring it out anymore. I was like, But I'm telling you, like I was like, this is a different place, because I was used to look. 
locking the doors. Those, and my, my kids' toys were still there in the morning on my porch. Yeah. It's like, wow, this is awesome. It's a safe place. All right. Welcome to Dallas. Well, Welcome man. to Dallas. <laughs> Where are you from, Jerry? I was oh, in God. Chicago, <laughs> Southside. We're not talking about oh, Chicago no more. Back my leg now, though. You feel me? BL. I'm going to call it BL. It feels right. I ain't mad at that. Um, so we, I'm, I'm bringing y'all back. Even though Bachman was a, a white man who was granted okay. acres. For what? For free is what I'm saying. Just cause. Yeah. And then sold it to the city of Dallas. So he made money <clears throat> off of free land that was native land. They stayed, do, they stayed, do, they've been doing that. That's that, yeah. that's Dallas history. That's <laughs> Dallas history. Yeah. The T. It's the MO. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Just have to uplift that. That's yeah. fine. Uplift it. Racial I love, wealth gap. Give I'm like me looking at land. these. Uh, <clears throat> okay, those are Walking Dead. I thought they were all like Black Panther. I was like, I didn't know there were so many white people in that movie. My bad. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Only two. My we're going to keep it that way. <laughs> okay. Just making sure. I was like, whoa. Okay. So bad. is there anything I want to share? Because we're going to wrap up the interview because clearly we can go forever. Yeah. And uh, we're bringing you back for sure to do like a part two Maybe part three, he said. But what, what, um, let's see. What can our, our last question be? Um, I mean, there's so much to talk about. There is. That's so why I'm like, uh. What's our to be continued? Our to be continued is like Dallas history. There's Dallas so much history. history. For sure. Amber and I know a lot of that history. <clears throat> um, there's, I mean, there's, I mean, just look down and look at a book. There's a lot of history right under your feet, you know? I found out where I live right now. I thought it was, you know, I'm like, my God, bring me to this, you know, Mexican-American community. You know, I'm like the only black person on my block. My neighbors are dope, though. But until, you know, I found out that I live where the first uh, person who was sold in Dallas County, a black woman, the first bill of sale in Dallas County was uh, Jane Elkins, you know. Like, there's history under our feet. And um, we don't even know it. We don't even know it. So I'd love to come back and talk about all that because everywhere, you know, Oak Cliff we used to be Hordes Ridge, you know. Uh, what, tell a, us more a, about a, that. A, a white man named Horde was a slave owner who owned <coughs> slaves and, uh, you know, tried to get this to be the, the seat of Dallas County. So Dallas County could have been Hordes Ridge County. Ooh, but Dallas won good. the county and so it became Dallas County. So, so, I mean, this is a lot of history. We can talk about, you know, we're next to 10th Street, uh, former Freeman's Town, mm-hmm. you know. Um, there's, you know, literally Mexican settlements right under our feet. Uh, I mean, so much. So much. And we didn't even get into it. We didn't. So much. Amber, do the you have any deal. last thoughts to uh, share? I think one of the things that I'm interested in really exploring um, on this podcast, one of the things I didn't mention um, is, so we transitioned a lot growing up, but we also lived in Pleasant Grove. Mm-hmm. And so I came from Birmingham, which is like a very white and black city, especially right. at the time when I was like in second and third grade, to Pleasant Grove, right? And which so is predominantly black and Latinx, mm-hmm. right? And so, and at that time, it was really like the intermixing of cultures. And so like what I'm really curious to talk about is like black and brown coalition building, mm-hmm. like what it means for us to be in community, to acknowledge like the shared culture that we all have, like right. to begin having conversations around like, I think the biases that exist in both communities, right? That we know are true. Um, and yet the power that comes from us breaking those things down. 
for sure. Um, and, and having those really authentic conversations, um, Mm -hmm. and beginning to be like, man, both our cultures are dope, but like, how are we talking about it? And how are we like building access and entry points? Mm -hmm. Um, and like getting rid of those like old myths, right. Um, and, and barriers that keep us from doing that work. Um, and so that's what I'm really excited to do. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. That's why we here. Yeah. About old pictures of watching like uh the protest around Santos Rodriguez. Yes. And we saw these brown black coalitions yes. out on the streets. Let's recreate um, them. Yeah, we're here to bring those back. Yeah, Yay. I mean it's a lot of lot of things that we can talk about because that that is literally the history of this city. Um, you know, folks black and brown had to live <laughs> together. Um I was reading a story uh yesterday about how Pancho Medrano uh, couldn't go to s- swim in Pike Park, and so he had to go to Freemanstown to swim. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's it's a lot of stories. Those like, intersections oh, that we don't discuss. That's right. For real, if we had a good a good like twelve hour block right now, <laughs> we could, we'd use we could every talk single about it. second of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not lying. Yeah. yeah. No, I Dang. really um. I really, I've obviously I enjoy y'all's work from afar, but now I'm I'm able to call y'all friends, and I'm always just like in awe, right? Because mm-hmm. y'all have so much power within what y'all do, even just as humans, as individuals. You're so fun and so great, but also all this knowledge y'all have and the power y'all have and the determination y'all have to do it and kindly and with a smile on your face and just that motivation is everything. And I really, <clears throat> I'm grateful to be friends with y'all and I can't wait to see um, what more y'all create one more we can create together and we definitely can't wait to have you back on the colores and we excited um, to make money oh my god you know how to queue it up you feel me so i had to queue it up thank you you're so, brilliant you feel brilliant me man. pat for mvp you feel me pat for you know? mvp yeah i'm i'm i'm, 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 I'm doc that make me so happy i'm like doc when uh d- he called dirt you know Pat. Let's give it up for Pat. Yay, Pat. Come on. Let's give it up for Pat. We love you, Pat. Libra, you know, working for the library. You know, thankless job, but you're doing it. Ah, going to Chicago Particularly because it was illegal for our people to read. Bruh. You feel and to me? be in a library. Mm. To be in a community. Listen, these people hold so much power. Thank you to Amber and Jerry for being with us today. You're welcome back. Anytime. I'm literally bringing y'all back. Like, Salud. I say that to multiple people. Cheers, y'all. Thanks for being here. Let's keep moving Dallas forward. Yay. You are now listening to De Colores Radio. All right. So thank you again to Amber Sims and Jerry Hawkins for joining us. I know for sure they're coming back because, as you can tell, they themselves are like human encyclopedias, and they're brilliant and hilarious and great. And so... um, we need to know these things. We need to know the truth of our history, the truth of Dallas, um, and keep um, keep learning, keep growing. So thank you to both of them for being such lights here in Dallas and for being with us here at the Colores Radio. Oh, my God. Okay, so we are going to quickly move to self-care corner. I didn't sing it right because I'm scared mm-hmm. my mocos. Are you I'm sorry, okay? What? No, yeah, I'm fine. Okay. Just had to clear my throat. Uh-huh, you're making fun of me, whatever. Um, so I'm actually going to read a, a screenshot from the internet um, that uh, Darling Ashley from Electric Kitchen posted on Instagram. And I just, I'm going to keep it short because this episode is probably long. Ding. And uh, here we go. 
It said, I think it's just something to ponder on. It said, a world in which self-care... Ooh, if someone would stop texting me. A world in which self-care... It's literally Pat, so that's why. (laughs) A world in which self-care has to be such a trendy topic is a world that is sick. Self-care should not be something we resort to because we are so absolutely exhausted that we need some reprieve from our own relentless internal pressure. True self-care is not salt baths and chocolate cake. It is making the choice to build a life you don't need to regularly escape from. And that often takes doing the thing you least want to do. It often means looking your failures and disappointments square in the eye and re-strategizing. It is not satiating your immediate desires. It is letting go. It is choosing new. It is disappointing some people. It is making sacrifices for others. It is living a way that other people won't, so maybe you can live in a way that other people can't. It is letting yourself be normal, regular, unexceptional. It is sometimes having a dirty kitchen and deciding your ultimate goal in life isn't going to be having abs and keeping up with your fake friends. Um, I think there is more to it, but the last thing says it is deciding how much. So I thought it was something to sit with. Uh, Rafa, you look very um, shooketh. Are you I, okay? I am. Tell me how that spoke to you. I I am. I stand shooketh before thou. <laughs> wow, a Game of Thrones ish. Um, no, I just thought that was interesting, and yeah. so um, <coughs> yeah. Does anybody want to share more about that? I think it's interesting. It, so there's like a. I mean, there's a. The tone of it is almost like this, letting go, and so I feel like a lot of uh, self care focus tends to circle in on you know doing and and exerting energy to find or to like really search for something zero in on it and go after it and this is more of a like a liberating mm-hmm. type of, of um ideal to really open up and so i that's why i'm so shook because i'm like you and know just sit with self yeah like a lot of the times i'm like fuck what can i do all right, I need to do this. All right, I got to do this. All right, I got to breathe for 10 seconds and then do this. And I'm like, I'm trying to. Yeah, I'm being it. very active and trying to find something. But like, I think in the the noise of all of that, I'm I'm really not like it doesn't register to me like you're doing too much. Right. And you're paying too much attention to some of the things that are to your detriment. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, I don't know who wrote that. So I can't um, give them their praise because I think do think it's a, a great passage there um so if anybody knows please let us know because i definitely don't mean to do that but that is what i'm going to give us uh for self-care corner today yay all right so now it's time to announce our upcoming the colores events but before we jump into that we have a very special announcement a uh, guest has returned and she has bloomed, and she blooms every She's day. Back. <laughs> uh, the lovely Shanice of Electric Kitchen is here with us, and she has some special news. Do you want me to announce it, or do you want to share with us? Well, I do think it's exciting to think that the next time you announce me, you'll say the lovely Shanice of the Get Into It podcast. Yes. So I guess I kind of just announced you it. You did. But. You know, I'm multifaceted. You are. So it's not just EK anymore. No, you are you are gonna be thriving in multiple ways. You always are. Oh my god <laughs> That's literally gonna be the name of this episode, isn't it? 
Hey. Oh, big you know talk. Please to. don't sue us. Um, nah, he cool. he cool. I hope so, because we broke, so. <laughs> Take my blood orange that I got today, sir. <laughs> my very first fruit. Um, what? I'm fine. Sorry. Oh, so like your first piece of fruit? No, yeah. I mean, I've never had a blood orange before, but or I did like see it's blood your, orange. Oh, I thought you meant like it's your first fruit. Like, in the whole world. Yes, like, like, like biblically. She's like, sis. Yes, yeah. she said, I'm giving my first this no, blood orange. No, this mm. is the freakiest episode. All right, so yes, tell us more. church free. Uh, <laughs> Volume one. Volume one. <laughs> Catholic school days. Yeah. Okay, I'm done. Yeah. Um, Me and Emma get into it. What we getting into, fam? Hold up. Get into it. Yo, I got to go. This is too much. I can't handle this. Because we both went to Catholic school. I know, Pat, but that's got some weird connotations. That's got some weird connotations. The wine hit me, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, he said he wanted Pat. He didn't know which Pat he was going to get when he said he said Pat needs to be on the mic more. Go ahead. That Pat You got a whole class standing ovation over here like Dirk. So your podcast is called Get Into It. Yes. And I think that's brilliant. Thank you. I love it. Tell us more. So I am really excited about this to share an opportunity or I guess for the opportunity to share um, kind of my philosophy in life, which is going with your gut now. It was kind of a physical thing at first whenever I transitioned my my diet and my lifestyle, Mm -hmm. but then it really turned into an overall lifestyle, a mentality of following what's right for you. And I realized the more that I went with that, the more that I connected to me, that it was other people and their stories and my interactions with them. So my hope with this podcast is to help others to kind of strengthen that and, and curate the life that they want to live through listening to other people's stories and their experiences and learning and all growing together. Yay. Beautiful. And if y'all remember, uh, the episode with Electric Kitchen was so fun. Everybody loved it. That was the first time people kept asking me for more. Aww. And I was like, ooh, I love them. And that was like our first time actually sitting and talking. And since then, like our friendship has grown and I'm really yes. grateful for that. But y'all are, you're both brilliant. And, and Shanice, this is a necessary podcast. And so I'm very excited to thank you to kind of be helping you with it, but also to to see how it evolves because it's, it's going to be amazing. Yes, I'm so excited. And thank you guys. Yay, of course. So it's coming very soon. It will technically be a de colores wow i'm sorry what okay i make one joke y'all been clowning all night and i press one button and i get in trouble i didn't say anything i didn't say anything it's all good it's all good anyways it is a de colores collective production um but our lovely uh shanice will be hosting a brilliant show we're excited to see where it goes so thank you for coming on the show Get ready for get into it. Yes. <laughs> so we're gonna get into it. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm so sorry. Um, Roma. We had the Roma screening. It was a lot of fun. It was really great, and I am grateful that people stuck around and discussed it. And it seems like it's something that needs to happen more. Um, everybody was like, "What other? What films next?" And then nobody told me, and I was like, "Okay, I'll figure it out." Um, but I think it's really, especially with what we were talking about with Jerry and Amber, it's so important to continue these discussions and have these spaces to continue, um, pushing our, our cultures forward. So thank you to everyone who came to that. It was great. Um, happening this Saturday, the 2nd of March is a panel that I'm going to be on that Pat wrote all this information for. Thanks, Pat. For you. Yeah. Thanks. (laughs) Wow. We got those. It's not from the library. It's fine. 
Oh. I'm just kidding. It is the last Okay, one. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Plot twist. Uh, it is called Surviving Adversity. Wow, I struggled with that. <laughs> I struggle with adversity. <laughs> okay. The Power of Our Voices. And it is from 1 to 2 p.m. this Saturday, March 2nd, at the Central Library. It's J- I- er- Erickson? J. Eric Johnson. Who is he? <laughs> Dang, you're going to make me look like a bad librarian. Cause Jerry would have been <laughs> pulled out the whole rec- uh, J. Erickson, he would have told us his life story, where he was born. Who he owned. Who he owned. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> you I ready? Think, yeah. Rafa has the information. Uh, Brooklynite. What the f- John Eric Johnson was a co-founder and former president of Texas Instruments Incorporated. Oh. Stay in Brooklyn, bruh. You got to come to Texas to get your money. Get buddy. <laughs> we gon' g- <laughs> I'm so tired of us. Uh, became mayor of Dallas, major factor in the creation of DFW International well, that's what it was, Airport, he was the mayor, and a philanthropist. So that's all the good stuff. Because he was one of the mayors of Dallas. That's why we were named that. Now I get and it. And he probably did own some people or something. <laughs> yeah. 1901 to. Ooh, yeah, he probably whenever did. You were, yeah. Anyways, come to the library. It is a community exchange first floor panelist representing a diverse. Diverse. Uh, he, that was written weird, Pat. Ugh. Experiences will share personal stories and historic instances of women who face adversity and how they use their voices to create change. Are you trying to do a sh- Shanice's? Like I'm not actually, but. Dang. Sure. Shots. Would you like Shots. for me to read it? Yeah, except that it was written a little wrong, so it made Can me you look just a ta- fool. Just talk. I mean, I didn't just write talk it some there. more, Shanice. Just talk. I do kind of want to give Cardi ASMRTs just a, just a little bit, but with the voice. Yes. No nails. I don't have nails, but I have. I got you, sis. Hold on. Ooh, collaboration. Where's my hot Cheetos? Yes. Hot Cheeto ASMR. Ooh, crunchy. <laughs> this episode, God bless, is gonna be lit. So we will see you on Saturday. Actually, please come in to this panel because I don't know that anybody's going, and I want to see your faces Erika there. Erika Chiloma is also doing a thing on oh, like cool. uh, women healing and like indigenous healing and stuff too. So we'll be leaving soon. She will be leaving soon. Yeah, and Oak Cliff Cultural Center will be doing something with her uh, March 23rd, so stay tuned for that. But yeah, uh, let's let's definitely show up. Yeah, but I think that's her, uh, Erika's thing's at like 11 a.m. and yours is at 1. Because I'm late. Just kidding. Anyways, <laughs> go to this panel. Thank you so much. Pat, did you have something else to share? I also wanted to talk about Enchantment for All. We're doing our first ever queer, non-binary <coughs> Um, closet for anybody that is looking for um, it's uh, says f- for free formal wear for ga- guys gals and non-binary pals um, so if you want to register to get like a dress for your prom or upcoming school dance um, you email art at dallaslibrary.org um, so we're making our first ever non-binary uh, queer closet to get formal wear for free before we were we were only doing one for for girls to come get dresses for prom but now we're making our first ever like non-binary who out there is gonna donate some tux gowns though i mean if y'all still have tuxedos or suits or dresses to to donate you could still go to your nearby library i think they're accepting donations till march 1st which is probably when this episode is dropping but if not you can always keep in contact um i know we're really excited about this event and i'll be there working it so come check us out nice (coughs) then finally rafa i don't know if you want to discuss the next one your show's back it is Bruno and Louis. He's about to get that egot. Get off my egot. Arf. Um, <laughs> do you have any more to say about that? Uh, we'll be performing at all kinds of places. We'll be at Beckley Center Rec Center March fifteenth. So that's in like two weeks. 
We'll be at the Oak Cliff Cultural Center. We'll be at Pleasant Grove Library. We'll be at El Centro College and a few Dude. other places. Dang, so, Dallas World Tour. Yeah, we yes, working. girl. Dallas Just Dallas World, World Tour. Tour yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Bruno and Louis. And we brought, um, so it's Omar Padilla, myself. I stand. Directed by Jeff Colangelo. But there is uh, Kwame Lily. Um, and I'm, I don't, I'm messing up his last name. Wow. But I hate when people he, do that. I know. I'm so sorry. I'm going to have to fix this. But <laughs> he came in and he's literally learning everything for both Bruno and Louis because he's going to fill in wherever I can't show up or wherever Omar can't show up. And this man booked and busy, honey. Just a little bit. Yeah. So shout out to Kwame. Shout out to Prison Movement Theater. Omar Padilla. Jeff Colangelo. So if you want to go see Rafa act and be funny because you don't know how. Just kidding. He uh-huh. is in the show. <laughs> Hey, we have a podcast. You know, I think you're you funny. are hilarious. Oh, what is this voice? Anyways, we need Channeling. to wrap this show that up. That was good. Channeling. Um, in the biggest event of the year, probably, unless whatever happens in life happens. Um, two and four, Selena. We announced last episode. Yay! And it has extended itself a little bit. I'm making it like a full fledged festival at this point. Basically, it will be running from March 29th through the 31st, which is a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Rafa, do you want to give us more details? Sure. Um, Friday, March 29th, we'll kick it off with karaoke night at Oak Cliff Brewing over there off of Polk Street. Uh, you can Google it. I'm not going to give you the address. Don't be lazy. Ooh, uh, use that internet. <laughs> <laughs> Sour Grapes and Decolores present 214 Selena Weekend. Um, so yeah, big shout out to the Sour Grace for holding us down, kicking it off on Friday with karaoke night. Saturday will be our super busy day. We're doing the Selena Art Show here at the Oak Cliff Cultural Center. That's going to be from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. And it's a sharp cutoff. It's a very sharp cutoff. <laughs> we'll be uh, screening the film next door at Texas Theater at 8 p.m. That Rafa was in, episode 24. Check it out. Thanks so much. Cool. And then... <laughs> We have the after party at Club Dada that same night, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. We're going to have the lookalike contest. We're going to have special guests. Principe Ku will be in the building. We'll Ooh. have DJs Fueguito, TZ Does It, Storm, Mute More, Rocket, Rocket. Max Power from Boom, Boom, Boom. And Oof. yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be y'all. super lit. We're going to have a bunch of special guests, too. We're going to have really cool stuff. Um, a lot of sponsors, a lot of people coming out to show love. So make sure you come out to that. And then Sunday, Sunday, fun day, family, Selena day at country burger over off of Hampton out here in the cliff, uh, 1 PM to 5 PM low rider show. We're going to have vendors. We're also doing the lookalike contest and we're just going to have a bunch of fun and eat burgers the weekend away. Yeah. Yay. So two and four Selena weekend is quickly approaching. We hope to see you there. And then finally, very briefly, our two-year anniversary is coming up. More details to follow. That will be happening at the end of April. So just put a star on your calendar for us because we are excited for that as well. Yay. Our brown business of the week is going to be given to Pat. Go, Pat. Oh, wow. It is? I didn't know that. Girl, I give it to you every week. I know, but I'm never it's like. It's your birthday. I don't know Go when it's gonna Patty. happen, so sometimes it's I'm not prepared. Bir- if you wrote it in, it's I mean, for- okay, but I wrote it in because you're more familiar with them than me. All right, let me um, take notes. But and it's only because you worked a recent event with them, Chiclezine. Oh, I love them. Um, so they're um, spreading self love and expression through zines. I think are they based in Fort Worth or are they based here in Dallas? In Dallas. They're Dallas. Okay, girls. so they're Dallas based. They did the um, recent. Um, 
second chance at love event that you were hosting. Um, so I know they're doing really cute zines and stuff, but you could follow them at chicle.zine on Instagram. Do you have anything else? I know you know them. They're just How do you great, spell that? sweet girls. C-H-I-C-L-E dot Z-I-N-E, zine. They're doing Word. lots of uh, creative work here in Dallas and Fort Worth and the Metroplex. They have cute little t-shirts. Their whole aesthetic is super cute. If you want good energy and to support cute Latinx girls, get on Chicle Zine. And that is our brown business of the week. So now it is time for everyone's favorite. Who the fuck you got with the coco? Is this like the new official name for it? Yes, it's in red now, so it's official. Yes. It makes me scared every time you'll say it. Sorry, Gogo. <clears throat> Sorry, Gogo. And uh, pigeons. And pigeons. <laughs> Gogo loves pigeons. Yes. Gogo's Rafa's nephew. That's ten. Yes. Okay. Though that boy swear he eleven. Ooh, don't Dang, be acting grown. eleven. He's grown. <laughs> um. So I'm. I guess I'm just gonna keep highlighting people that I'm looking forward to seeing at during South by weekend. Um. So I wanted to shout out Katsuoso, who is uh, playing in Fort Worth March 10th, and they are gonna be playing with Luna Luna, our friends, March 9th in San Antonio. Shout so, out to Ash, who's in the room right yes, now, and is Ash brilliant is art- artist as well and creative, making those videos for Luna Luna and more uh, and more. Yes. Um. <clears throat> So I wanted to shout out um, Katsuoso. He recently released a track um, that I really like called Kiss You Better. Ooh. Um, but it's Be- I, d- I would Rihanna? definitely always love that synth pop, dream pop sound. So, yeah, I wanted to ch- recommend him and check him out. Um, also, I'm super, super, super excited. Maria y Jose is playing at South by Southwest. Me and Eva used to uh, blast Club Negro album all the time. He recently dropped some new tracks, um, some mixtapes. Shrek West is the name of one. And then, uh, I'm into um, it. And Oye Mora. So I'm really excited to see him. I told him, I was like, if I don't get to see you play, I will go buy you a beer. And he's like, pues a mí me dan las bebidas gratis porque estoy allí voy a, I'm going to have a performance. So yo te voy a comprar una chela. And I was like, okay, well, let's see. What's up? So yeah, go check out Maria Jose. He's a lot of fun. I definitely, definitely recommend that album. I'm going to play that Shrek West for y'all after the show. Can't wait. So, um, I, uh, you're literal trash. Wow. <laughs> really? Who are you? Honestly. What? No. Who are you? I, um, I don't have anybody. I'm proud of you. Thank you. So I'm going to shout out our DJs from, um, our Selena party. He wrote on here, Katsu Esa and Mario y Josefina. Which is the I opposite of what Pat said. I hate you so, so shout him out again. Let's wrap up the show. Shout out to Trader Joe's for that Charles Shaw red wine blend. We do not need to shout out a corporate company. Yeah, unless they're giving that no, ain't giving my homeboy Joe. He's a trader by day. Like that's what we call him, Trader Joe. He tra- he's you're a trader he's a day right trader. now. He's a day trader. Oh no, shout out to all the DJs for the Selena party. Savani Principecu, uh, one half of Royal Highness, nephew of the legendary Queen of Tejano herself. <laughs> uh, DJ Rocket, DJ Storm, and DJ Mutemore of Fated DJ's fame. Big shout out to TZ Does It, who's actually held us down a few, yeah, few times in the past, and she's going to wreck it again. And a big shout out to Max Power, boom, boom, boom. They they always do a bunch of um, parties over there in Deep Ellum. 
big shout out to all of them. Ray Gun, El Hijo de Tarimoro, um, uh, Victor Ortiz and Carlos Ceballos doing live art and a bunch of other stuff. So they have some really dope parties. Big shout out to Boom 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 and our homie Jeremy Fueguito. Aww, we love you, down. Jeremy. I'm so excited yeah, for him to um, play. It's be I know a good they time. got they got mixes out or they'll be out and about, you know, all over the city. So make sure you check them out. They're definitely uh, homies and uh, do their thing. Um, my who the he- the hef who the hef you got who the hef I got. Um, I. I'm going to say one day at a time, even though I haven't finished this season. Um, I think it's very frustrating that our shows, like we literally have to fight for them as soon as they come out every single time because they don't get renewed right away. Um, so I literally, Pat laughed at me the other day, but I just had it playing while I was putting on my makeup the other day. Wasn't watching it. It was on mute, but I needed it to be playing so that Netflix knew that i was watching i told her they um, need to play it like that they do like they do it she made me feel like i was at the club where they just have stuff playing in the background while like the cumbias mm-hmm. are playing all loud and it's just like you're seeing like yeah because i had music playing it something wasn't even with it playing um so are you still watching turn down for what ding, 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 ding. uh that was not the song Sorry. i tried though i know ding, 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 i really ding, ding, tried ding. it was slow, why right? did i go turn down for what i don't know you're lit I, yeah you never go turn down for what i never <laughs> last song you that would play. The, that I is would, the worst DJ, song ever. I would throw myself out the club. Same. <laughs> I, would, I would throw you too. And he probably played a dubstep version. That's how he really would kick you. Oh, man. That is not who the fuck I got, okay? Dumbstep. Oh, he's so clever. Wow. I'm so we literally finished like two bottles of wine. True. Um so support shows like one day at a time. I, I mm. definitely it took me a minute to grow on it. I'm not going to pretend that I fell in love with it immediately because me and Laugh Tracks, we it's 2019. bro. Anyways, it's a brilliant show. They talk and have discussions about really important things and tackle them right off the bat, like um, like being a white passing Latino and, and stuff like that and <laughs> queerness and all these topics that definitely you okay over yeah, there. I have asthma, so it's hard to breathe. Okay. Sometimes. Don't do that every day. Of I my life. do. I'm sorry that my airways are constricted. Okay. Sorry. So go check out one day at a time, support this cast. It has a brilliant Rita Moreno, who's a legend and it's just a fun show. If you want to watch something to, to pass the time. So that officially wraps it up for us here at Vecolores Radio. Don't forget to share the podcast, which you can now find on Spotify. And follow us on social media. Subscribe and leave us a darn review. Like, go to Apple Podcasts and rate us five stars. I told y'all last time that I want y'all to get me to 100 reviews before my birthday. It's on March 7th. Um, so if you can do that, I appreciate it. We appreciate any help. So if you can, how just, many are we at now? We were like at 94, 95. So all we need is six. So we got some people did it and they were so oh, sweet okay. and they were like, fuck that one star review. And I was like, thank you yeah. so much. Um, but yeah, so if y'all want to do that, sh- support us. Wow. Sh- support us. <laughs> Make money. <laughs> Make Get money. money. Yeah. See, sh- I already lost it. Uh, uh, girl, okay. Uh, here we go. Um, we could not go on without your support. Come out to our events. Support our POC businesses. Tell everyone you love to follow us at The Colores Co. If you enjoy our personal thoughts, you can follow me at Eva Arreguin, Rafa at Exile, and Pat at Pat.Arreguin. Our theme song is Cumbia Anthem by El Dusty. You can also follow and support our guests that are both on the internets. 
Um, I don't remember their ads right now, but uh, they are great, and I share them all the time. We'll so you can find the, them we'll through mine. We'll share on the show episode info. Yes. Our audio editor is Rafael Tamayo. We promise to keep growing and providing you with entertaining content, and more importantly, a platform for your voices and work to be lifted. Contact us on social media or email us at thecoloriscollective at gmail.com. Thank you so much again for being with us, and join us again next time for The Colores Radio. Yo. De 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 Colores Radio. De 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 Colores Radio.